I'm Kana. I'm Shy. And I'm Natalie. And we're a part of the Girls Talk Math program at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. The camp is geared towards encouraging young females to pursue a career in mathematics. This is the first year of the program recently funded by the MAA Tensor Grant Program for Women in Mathematics. Camp coordinators Katri and Francesca are trying to change the popular mindset that women are less capable of being a part of the math field professionally through encouraging high school girls and sharing the experiences of women in the STEM fields. Through learning about powerful women mathematicians in history, we hope to show that women have a place in math and science fields. I decided to attend this program because I felt that it would be perfect for me to get to know other girls who feel the same way about math and learn more about math as well. I just wanted to learn more fun things and see how stuff that we learn in school could be used in real life situations. I wanted to learn and explore different types of math that aren't commonly taught and expand my worldview on the different types of math that are out there that I haven't previously interacted with. I wanted to come because personally I'm not that good of, at a lot of academic things. I'm better at things dealing with art and math is one of those things that just comes to me easily so I wanted to expand my knowledge. I came because I don't really like math that much, and I hope this would help expand my liking. Did it? A little bit. <laughs> so each group of students in the camp was assigned a female mathematician to research and do a podcast about. This is ours. We were assigned Agnes Mayer Driscoll. She's also known as Madam X. Our math work focuses on cryptography and understanding RSA encryptions that are used in everyday things like credit cards and TVs and so many things around us. Cryptography is basically encrypting and decoding messages or numbers or really anything at all. Agnes Mayer Driscoll is known for her work cracking Japanese codes during World War One and World War Two, And not a lot of people know about her work because she worked for the NSA and the Navy for a really, really, really big chunk of her life. And they like to keep most of their operations secret. Agnes Meyer Driscoll was born in Genesio, Illinois in 1889 and died in 1971 in Fairfax, Virginia. Her parents were Dr. Gustav and Lucy Andrews Meyer. Her father was a music teacher at Otterburn College and she enjoyed music as well and even majored in it in college. She received an A.B. degree from Ohio State University in 1911 where she majored in mathematics, music, physics, and foreign languages. Speaking of languages, she was fluent in English, French, German, Latin, and Japanese. Wow, I don't have that kind of endurance or patience. Do you guys know any other languages? I take Chinese, and um, I'm not very fluent in it. I also take Spanish at school. I've taken Spanish for the past two years, and I think I'm all right with it. I'm not the best, but I will keep trying. <laughs> So I'm fluent in Hebrew, and I know Spanish and Chinese pretty well, and obviously English, as you guys can tell. And I've started taking German. I've been taking Spanish since sixth grade, but my teacher wasn't a very good teacher, so I'm not that great. But I really hope to do better so I can travel to more Hispanic countries, because they sound fun. So a little bit about her after college. She got married to Michael Driscoll, and he was a lawyer in Washington, D.C., but more about her work. After college, she worked as a math teacher in Texas. She was the head of the music and math department. 
While Agnes was teaching in Texas, the U.S. declared war on Germany. A few years after that, women were allowed to list, so she resigned from her position and joined the Navy on June 22, 1918. Her position in the Navy was Chief Human, which was the highest achievable position at the time. You saw the Navy needed more powerful people to work because all the men were enlisted and overseas, and they were like, yeah, women can do this, and I think this, this was one of those opportunities where they were like, yeah, women can actually do stuff. Okay, I like that realization, like finally, they actually finally clicked to them, and I'd like to say that she was a pretty impressive woman for actually like putting herself out there and uh, applying and getting in and doing things like that. I also bet it was frustrating for her that she was like, for such a motivated woman, that she was limited in the ranking that she could achieve yeah. Yeah. at the time. She was an amazing crypto cryptologist with great experiences, cryptography as mentioned before, the act of writing and solving codes, and cryptanalysis, the process of deciphering codes without knowing the key, are really difficult and involved lots of skills, but with her knowledge she made them seem like a minuscule task. So, more about her work. In 1921, she transferred to Herbert O. Yardley Cyber Bureau in New York City, and she helped them break diplomatic codes. Her work was mostly theoretical at the time, but there were some of her theories and math realizations were put into practice during the World Wars. During those wars, it was very crucial to encrypt and decode messages in a very efficient way, so information could move between allies but not be discernible by the enemies. She also sponsored and kind of tutored a lot of famous cryptologists that later worked in the Army and generally around the U.S. Some of them include Joseph Brockefort, Thomas Dyer, Edwin Leighton, and Joseph Wenger. In the 1920s, the Navy began to try to protect its own messages. Agnes was tasked with helping create a communications machine based off of a sliding alphabet system. During this time, a public challenge went out for someone to decipher an invulnerable cipher machine. Agnes solved the cipher. Later, the inventor of the machine was so impressed, he hired her away from the Navy to try and help improve his machine. Interestingly, her position was taken over by Elizabeth Friedman who's been called America's first female cryptanalysis. The machine that they worked on was able to be considered secure, and Agnes went back to the Navy in 1924. She eventually created the OP-20G, which is also known as the Office of Chief of Naval Operations Community Communications Security. One of Driscoll's tasks was to crack the code of the book, Red Book, a Japanese coding book. Later in 1930, the Japanese Navy switched to the Blue Book, which she also helped to decipher. The deciphering of the Blue Book was unique in that it was one of the first times IBM's tabulating machines were used. Driscoll also helped decode one of the Japanese Navy cipher machines. This cipher was known as Orange. She pioneered a manual method of decryption that was used to help crack Orange. She used a diagram on cross-section paper against the recovered sequence. So we just wanted to talk about the impact that she has had on the world and on math in general. Driscoll had a huge impact on the field, despite it often being ignored. Because she helped break those Japanese books, she helped solve the Japanese system, which was this really, really complex Japanese code system that they used during the wars. During her work, she helped to expose the fact that Japanese officials knew of American operations, and just the fact that they became aware of that made them a lot more secure and a lot more careful, and it in turn saved thousands of lives. She also opened positions for women in the field. When she left to work at the Cypher Bureau, her position was taken over by a woman, despite it not being a female position to begin with. 
And as said before, the person that took that position was Elizabeth Friedman, and she's one of the most famous female crypto, crypto analysts out there. Driscoll's main work focused on testing new encryption systems, and some of the stuff that she discovered is still utilized in encryption systems today. And the NSA also kept like tons of her work secret, so we're just gonna assume that they still use some of the basic concepts that she created in their work today. In general, women had a huge role in cryptology. For example, in the recent Benedict Cumberbatch movie, The Imitation Game, detailing Alan Turing's life, Turing enlisted the help of Joan Clark, who could solve crossword puzzles faster than any man in the room. Similarly, Agnes Meyer Driscoll responded to the public challenge that went out for someone to decipher the supposedly invulnerable cipher machine, which she, of course, solved. Clark played a key role in cracking Enigma, and her work and contributions often go unnoticed, much like Meyer Driscoll's work in cracking Japanese codes. Another similarity between Clark and Driscoll was that they both were highly educated for women at the time. Driscoll received many degrees, one of which was in math. Clark was recruited into the government code and cipher school by one of her supervisors at Cambridge, where she gained a double first in mathematics. But Joan Clark was prevented from receiving a full degree because women were denied a full degree until 1948. Isn't it great that we don't have to go through all the trouble being held back when we know we can do so much more as a woman? Yeah, it's really great to see these women be ahead of their times because still now women are still kind of being looked down upon for doing certain things with their careers. But it's good to know that even back then, they had the courage to do what they love. Yeah. Anything else you guys would like to add? I think that it's great because I know people who still think that women are just these people who need to be in the kitchen, clean the house, stay with the kids. And I just want to prove them wrong. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> in America in the 1940s, only about 6% of women went to college, and less than 4% of those women went to college for four years of mo or more. I would say that it's very impressive that these women were able to get to higher education when it was so uncommon at the time. Personally, I'm thankful for the education that we have, that we have the ability to get education if so desired. There are so many women in the world who do not have access to education. We have so many more opportunities than they had at the time. Mm -hmm. So from what I've read, they said that most of the women that did go to college just ended up being nurses or teachers, and it's good to know it's good to know that today we have a lot more choices than just to go to college for four years and then be a nurse for your entire life. So it's nice that we have the opportunity to discover other fields and see what we actually like. This repeating trend of ignoring female contributions appears in the history of cryptography as a field. Many women who worked in the field as human computers made a much greater impact than what is remembered. In general, women's contributions were overlooked either because the credit wasn't taken by men or their work was never made public to begin with. A big chunk of that is why Agnes Mayer Driscoll's work is being ignored. Most of her work was kept secret by the NSA, probably for security reasons. But just the fact that her work wasn't made public and the public can enjoy and understand how much work she did kind of takes away from the public's appreciation of her. She wasn't completely forgotten. In 2000, she was inducted into the NSA Hall of Fame, which was a pretty big thing. She wasn't allowed to see it, but I'm sure she, she was proud. Um, she also has scholarships named after her in Northeastern University and Suffolk University. Agnes Meyer Driscoll was quite a character. There are stories about her refusing to work with other mathematicians and generally being a lone wolf. She was weird. Her most famous quote is, We can never achieve absolute truth, but we can live hopefully by a system of calculated probabilities, which just goes to show an interesting person she was. 
Researching Maya Driscoll has taught us a lot about cryptology and has helped us with the problem sets we face. We learned a lot about Euler, a famous mathematician, and also learned how to utilize RSA encryption systems. Cryptography utilizes a lot of math concerning prime numbers and prime multiplication, and the encryptions are secure, mainly because factoring large numbers into prime factors is incredibly difficult. Yeah, so it's good to know that some of the stuff that we did as part of this program, she did a couple, like, couple tens of years ago. I think that cryptology is really cool in the fact that it's a secret and that you only know the key to the secret. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of how, like, when you were younger you, and you had this secret language with your best friend. It, yeah. it reminds me of that. It's just like in a more grown up, grown up type of way. I truly enjoy this. It's kind of like new math, but at the same time, it's based on stuff that we've already done. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of shows, goes to show, like, that not all the math in the world is algebra or, like, pre-calculus like we do mm -hmm. in school. It actually has real-world applications, and that's fairly interesting. Yeah. yeah. Just to conclude, we would like to say thank you to all of our listeners, supporters, and friends. We hope Agnes Mary Driscoll's legacy will continue and that our work will help motivate women everywhere. Sayonara. Au revoir. Bye. Auf Wiedersehen. Bye. Thank you. Girls are smart. Every equation you do is a form of art. It's time to get together. Fly rockets, build a house, and control the weather with math. 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 Yes. Who here likes math is not a man. You could be a female mathematician. <laughs>